Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and the Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Today is a day. I have no idea what I'm talking about today. Uh, no, today, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, I, I want to call it a, an anniversary because I honestly forgot when it was. But um, uh, around this time last year, um, things just started um, changing. Um, there was that idiot in the NBA um, uh, that uh, like was touching uh, everybody's microphones. And then all of a sudden he got sick. And then pretty much that day, um, you know, I remember uh, um I, th- I think we were recording like uh, we recorded like a couple days before that, and we had kind of joked around about it. And then all of a sudden, we were in the middle of a pandemic. But today, the first topic that we want to talk about is, I don't know, would you call? I don't know if I, we'd be saying that uh, is it a year anniversary of pandemic? Is the pandemic over? Um, and I think that's kind of what we want to talk touch upon today. So um, just our thoughts a year into the pandemic, um, where we are, how we're feeling, and what what we're uh, what we're up to. So H, um, uh, how are you doing today, dude? Um, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, it still can't. I, you know, I have a pretty decent memory. I remember a lot of random things and everything. And I remember about a year ago today, I was at the gym and I read the news that uh, A, Tom Hanks had uh, 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 disclosed that he and his wife had contracted the coronavirus. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then B, that the NBA season was shutting down. And it's still a trip to me that it's a year later and we're kind of still in the same, we're in a better spot than we were obviously a year ago, but then that we had to go through a lot, a lot of worse times just to get to where we are now, which isn't even, which is, like I said, it's better, but it's, we're still not perfect. And we're still living in a restricted um, uh, time here. Um, Some other people, not so much, they are not restricting themselves at all. And that's kind of, you know, just the MO that a lot of people have been doing for the past, year and those are the people that kept us in this for a lot longer (laughs) than it should have been because remember when i first started i always remember this i got the text that said um you know uh it's uh, non-essential businesses will be shut down for the next two weeks and i was like oh two weeks i don't know if i can survive not working for two weeks (laughs) and then my boss was like no we're essential you got to come in and i was like oh (laughs) And then I was thinking about everybody else. I was like, I don't know how they're going to make it two weeks without working. And then the two weeks, you know, kept on accumulating to a month. And then where we are today and some people still haven't gone back to work. And it's very unfortunate. And a lot, some of those people don't even have like jobs to go back to. So yeah, uh, I, a year I late. <laughs> yeah, my Alexa was like, oh, dude she didn't know that she didn't had no idea but it's it's so crazy that like you know as as a group and as a whole a lot of us tried to do our best to try to get out of this thing as fast as possible but like we discussed for the past year or so there are a lot of selfish people who have put themselves ahead of the progress of our whole community and those are the people that kept us in this longer than we should have been so you know, I'm always going to be the person who was like, 
everybody who's celebrating that we're getting out of this, we're on the other end of this spectrum. And I'm still the person who is like, you didn't help. Mm. I was like, I think we could have been done by May or June of last year, but no, you wanted to keep living your life. Like there was nothing uh, different. Whereas the rest of us were like scared to do anything. And I still am, Um, you know, full disclosure. I am uh, fully vaccinated. I am one of the lucky people uh, there, you know, more and more we see that the, the vaccination uh, <clears throat> rollout is actually working nowadays. And they say one out of every 10 Americans has been at least had their first dose. So if I'm not saying that the vaccination is the key, but it is the key to us living, going back to like being social. So if anything, it, it, it's healthier for a lot of people. And for a, a lot of us who've, you know, been scared agoraphobes, um, it's time for us to actually get out of the house and do stuff. So, yeah, Harold really doesn't like Agora these days. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I hate that side of the 118, by the way. He stays in the North Hills. <laughs> area, um, I, I, I kind of agree with you, H. I, I still remember um, when um, I was, you know, as uh, everybody knows, I'm a uh, an educator. And um, I still I was one of those people that the moment I started hearing all these things, um, I started kind of planning um, and trying to figure out, OK, this is this. Um, I like I kind of pretty much expected that we were going to end up going at least for a couple of weeks at, at the most, at least in my head, we were going to go to online learning. So I had uh, that's when I, I figured out what Zoom was and everything. So um, I, I thought I was a pretty, um, I, I was uh, I, I was ahead there. But I have to tell you, I never expected it to last a full year. You know, um, I was one of those people that I was terrified of it. I was scared of it. But I was like, it it can't be, you know, we, we, we live in America. You know, we have health care. We have really smart people out there that's going to be able to figure this out. And of course, a year later, we realized that no, uh, there's a lot of intelligent people out there, but not a lot of smart people that are actually willing to um, do what's right. Um, kind of like what you were talking about, H. So um, I'm, you know, um, uh, since we're doing full disclosure, I'm already, I already thankfully had my first shot. Um, so it feels weird and feels awkward knowing that there's a lot of people as harold said one out of ten people still don't have their first shot and so you know it's kind of it's kind of a relief but at the same time uh, just wondering um whether or not we are harold said there's people already celebrating um i think i think lou i think you were the one who said it or one of you said that um movie theaters are opening next week um, yeah. or at least some movie theaters are opening next week. Um, Disneyland is now going to be opening up twenty-five uh, percent mm-hmm. like capacity. Um, ballparks are going to start opening, and I'm like, I hope this is the case. I, I hope we know what we're doing because you know, um, I, I kind of, especially since we're here, we're in California, with, with Newsom being um, uh, being re- uh, the, the, a push for a recall for Newsom. I'm just hoping that the the CDC is just not like pushing this forward and then all of a sudden come like uh, July, August, we're going to have a fourth wave, a fifth wave and all those things. So keeping my fingers crossed, but again, it's just weird that it's taken this long and it's, it's weird that it's, I'm so used to 
all the restrictions now, face masks, um, you know, uh, like six feet, uh, uh, six feet away, not going to essential, you know, not going to non-essential businesses. It's weird, but it is reality as it is. Yeah, it's uh, it, it. You're right. It's we. It's that's what it is, dude. I think it's it's our new reality. It's been our reality for the last year. Or so, um, yeah, it's it, it. It is a tough exercise to kind of look at things in hindsight. Um, I, I like Harold said. I do remember that week where uh, Rudy Gobert was being a huge dork and went uh, went viral went viral with that uh, with that clip of him touching the mics and then yeah Adam Silver announcing it like that Wednesday I still remember it too it's crazy it's kind of like one of those it's kind of like one of those moments like you remember where we were or where you were when you heard about Kobe or what happened to Kobe Bryant and you kind of you also do the same thing where you kind of remember where you were when you heard about you know everything kind of closing down around here I still remember too it was actually I was having practice for my son's basketball uh, all-star league and we were super hyped because we had just it was super hyped in a bad way but we had just got blown out the weekend before and i was like getting re- really ready to like let's get these kids ready for the next game uh, let's get them better prepared uh, blah 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 and halfway through practice i felt bad because i had to stop and i had to like wait hold on i think um i think our city's gonna stop all the park activities so we might not have practice tomorrow guys and so forth and so on so yeah that's it's kind of surreal um, you know, uh, like, uh, like uh, you guys have been already talking about, like rolling out to a new kind of normal, like I, I, I've been able to see some, you know, basketball practices in, in person, uh, obviously very socially distant and, you know, uh, cautious, like there's only five or six kids practicing and all that stuff. But it's it's weird, the things that we took for granted. And now that I see it again, it's like, wow, I, I really kind of miss that. Um, it's been a year since uh, I think some of our listeners and you guys know that I commute downtown. It's been a year since I've taken a train. Like I was, I was passing, I think I was on uh, Tampa or something like that. And a train crossed and I was like, oh, those are still running. That's right. Like I haven't been inside one of those in, in months. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. And then um, it, it's social media is a funny thing too. Cause I still remember, and I feel bad cause it was, uh, you know, some, some of the, some of our friends, we, we, we joked about it back a year ago. You know, we said, you know, uh, it's going to suck for the April birthdays because you won't be able to celebrate, but, you know, hooray for the May birthdays. <laughs> and then May became June. And then, well, you know what? Forget the whole year. <laughs> you know, yeah, always, but- like, it, it's funny because I know you mentioned that, or I think we kind of mentioned it before, but I remember distinctly saying I felt bad for Dennis's wife yeah. <laughs> because she was going to have to celebrate her 40th birthday. <clears throat> like when we did a celebration or we did a social distance thing and we did a drive by. And I was uh, the girl I was dating at the time. She was like, well, I hope you that your uh, birthday celebration goes a lot different. I was like, oh, by August, we'll be out of this thing. For sure. <laughs> I was like, for certain. I was like, and then I was even telling these guys, I was like, hey, if you if you want to celebrate like a joint 40th birthday, yes, I'm 40. I know. But I like if that, you dude. wanted to celebrate a joint 40th birthday, why don't we, you know, you can combine yours with mine and I don't mind sharing it because you know, by the time it's my birthday, you know, we should be all free to party and whatnot. And dude, there's people turning 40 like now that are still like, well, we can't really have a party. They're still going to do parties because they don't really give a crap about anybody else. <laughs> but, you know, that's yeah, them. That's them. That's that's on them. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully the people who turn 40 won't be turning 41 in uh, quarantine this time around. But, you know, like, let's be cautiously optimistic. I think like what you guys have been saying, and I've read uh, kind of uh, seen the sentiment 
around already is that let, let's not celebrate at the end of the third quarter. You know, like we, we see the finish, like we, we see the end. We're very optimistic about where the numbers are going and where the graphs are skewing towards. But yeah, let's not celebrate at the end of the third when we still have a whole quarter to go and all that good stuff. And, you know, all these things are opening, not to mention spring break is happening for a lot of the students okay. and kids who are, <laughs> you know, who might be doing that uh, kind of stuff. So, yeah, let's uh, let's 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 try to be good. Let's try to be good. I, yeah, we, I am optimistic, too. I'm glad to see that, you know, in the last month or so, restaurants have opened to how they were right before the holidays, where uh, at least, you know, they had some outdoor dining and that kind of stuff. And like Harold mentioned, I think it's going around online, too, is that AMC or movie theaters are going to be opening at a 25 percent capacity. So, you know, it's it, the signs are there, but let's not you know jump to the line yet. I know I'm being a, I'm being a hypocrite because I think I told you, uh, you know, I, I was already on the AMC website trying to buy tickets to like Kong versus Godzilla, but yeah, I, you know, cool, <laughs> I closed the tab um, right away. <laughs> Don't worry. See, that's the, see, this is the thing is like, I discussed this with a friend of mine at the gym. Yeah, I, know, I mentioned that because that's literally the only social place that I ever talked to any people because we're far apart from each other wearing masks. Mm-hmm. But one of my other friends from the gym got her first vaccination shot last week just like a week and a half ago and literally as soon as that shot went in she decided that she's gonna just go out and travel so like as soon as she had a shot which was a friday she left on a monday and then she's hasn't she's just traveling around and i'm like (laughs) i get it you're she's reasonably young i guess Mm -hmm. and um good health that's what you do when you're young and you know you're single and you have nothing like um, you, you've been stuck in quarantine, well, technically quarantine for like a year and everything, and you want to go out and celebrate. But like, like you said, yeah, the, we're not at the finish line yet, and we are celebrating like everybody's crossed that path, but it's not even close. It's 10%, maybe less than 10% of the field. So it's like we have this giant marathon that we've all been running, and we're all excited to get to the end, and only a few of us are there yet. But everybody else in the back is like, oh, yeah, me too. So it's like, yeah, like just be, you know, litigious about everything. Just be smart. Like, you know, I know we're, we can see, like you said, we can see the finish line. Like, let's do our best so everybody crosses the line together. Yeah. That's a good good one. I have a question for you guys. Um, If we had, (laughs) uh, if we could tell something to our, uh, our, ourselves a year ago. That's a good one. Okay, if we could say, if we could tell, say one thing that, uh, a year ago, what would you uh, say to your 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 old self? Um, mine, mine was um, sitting down, zooming, um, uh, for uh, for uh, eight hours a day is not healthy. Go out and run. <laughs> <laughs> Go out more. <laughs> That would be that would be my message. That and um, buy and, and, and buy a buy a friggin' uh, buy, buy a friggin' um, uh, a, a TV a, uh, like a small TV screen because, like I I uh, honestly um like you know how small my laptop is and um it it took me a while to finally like realize I could connect my uh, my big TV to it but uh, at the very beginning of it I was like you know I could buy like a a 20 inch monitor so I can have a bigger screen and I just kept on saying no it, I'm, we're going to be back in 2 weeks we're going to be back in a month we're going to be back <laughs> in in 2 months 
and um, I, I, I should have done it at the very beginning. So that would be those exercise more and, um, you know, actually splurge. That would be my two things. That's a good one, dude. That's a really great question. What would I do? What would I tell Lewis from March 2020? Um, I, th- I, I guess I got to echo the same sentiment, dude. Like, because um, I, I did make a note that as soon as I heard all this stuff happening, like I kind of more or less rushed out to get a laptop for my wife. Thankfully, had one. My son, uh, you know, my eldest son had his own laptop as well. But I had to rush out and get a laptop for both myself and my younger son. Um, so, yeah, maybe it would have been like, pay a little extra for the higher end ones or at least you know don't settle for what's last at target just because like maybe we we, maybe wait a a week or two when everything else settles in and like okay that's that's fine um also i guess um oh i should have maybe bought stock in lowe's or home depot because i i know it's been a while (laughs) but i remember everybody had like a rush of like we're going to buy plants and we're going to do renovations at home now. So that would have been a good investment. Uh, but yeah, not to, Oh, last thing, I guess, uh, you know, I, I know you guys tease me about it and joke, but you know, I, I am very happy that one of the best things to come out of this little thing is, well, a, I got to spend a lot of time, a lot more time at home with my, my, my wife and my kids, but two, you know, I've lost a lot of weight. So maybe back then I would have also told them, I uh, told myself start getting rid of old clothes because, yeah, it's kind of a therapeutic to like buy more stuff that fits me now. So I'm like, all right, you can do this, Lewis. I'm like, because yeah, <laughs> I was telling myself, or my wife and I were talking about it, like, would you imagine like a year ago if you could have told yourself like we had lost like equivalent to basically one small child uh, worth of weight? So it's like, oh, I don't think so. But here we are now. So yeah, uh, invest into a better computer, invest in Lowe's or Home Depot, and then uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it turns get, out get, get. I ate Lewis's uh, child. But hey, dude, you were active though. You, you know, we uh, we we started fishing together, but you picked it up a lot better than I did. So you know, that's that's something. Yeah, it, t- it turns out uh, standing around fishing, not exercise. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite exercise. Dennis is looking I mean, you, for. St- you, you still have to walk to the pier at least. <laughs> I mean, <Right? laughs> I mean, not now. <laughs> I, I could limp to the. Uh, oh, that's right. Currently, I'm sorry, dude. Currently, uh, how about you? Um, that's a great question. Then I, I'm I'm kind of like along the same lines with uh, I had no idea that everything was going to get exponentially more expensive in terms of fitness equipment. Where like um, oh okay like yeah. I would have I would have bought weights a lot fa- sooner and uh, you know just stuff for home because there was those few months where the gym was closed and it was like. You have to do home workouts, and after a while, you're just like, I, I need to do something a little bit different because you know uh, nothing's changing. Um, but everything else, I'm pretty. I would just be more like, prepare yourself. This, like full disclosure, prepare yourself for really long bouts of depression, because oh. this is gonna hurt and it's gonna hurt hard. So it's like everything else, like. You know, I'm pretty pretty happy-go-lucky for the most part. Uh, I'm pretty, you know, not sane, but middle of the road and everything else. Um, but this thing has taught me a lot about um, being patient, not with myself, but being patient with a lot of other people. And also, this has really opened my eyes about how much time I spend on social media. Because um, honestly, that's where most of the my anxiety was uh coming from was uh seeing other people's posts 
and then you know reading um how everything else was going out about mm. and it was like it's like i thought we were doing better than this and you know you you, you see other people's perspectives and you're like well i guess we were wrong and mm. you know so yeah also here's another here's my tip loot i keep all of my old clothes um the ones i don't fit in and it just i don't know why i i literally have a gambit shirt from when x-men wolverine origins came out which was in wow well um, i know I you're a huge could... taylor kitsch fan so oh yeah super. <laughs> he was the reason i watched that movie him and will i am so um, but i i just don't know if it's 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 guys it's kind of the hoarder in me where it's like yeah i like this too much and i don't want to get rid of stuff as you can probably I don't know if you guys can tell, but there's literally a closet right next to me, and this is just superfluous clothes. Not where my regular. You're such a hoarder. I am hoarder. (laughs) You can't say that word. Yeah, that's the word. Unless you're from hoarder, then you're okay. (laughs) Not saying the dirt word. A dirt. Got it. Okay. Okay, well, um, I'm actually, like, can I ask one thing too? Uh, I, I think Dennis asked, I brought it up, but um, I think we actually answered it too last time. But uh, um, let me just ask again. But Dennis brought up, like, you know, every, we're still practicing all this, uh, the, um, the the social distancing stuff. Are you guys gonna keep doing that after uh, once you know? I guess once the once everything's kind of, I guess whatever the new normal is, because I totally am. Um, I think at this point, are you? If, well i kind of have been like even today like you know like wow. i did groceries and wow. i'm just like oh. awkward calling you out bro <laughs> i know Wait, i'm still like yeah actually no you're right <laughs> <laughs> no i get it like so a lot of one of the things i remember i, I reading recently was the whole um um not just social distancing but the the covering the face covering thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the statistics show that the flu and the cold have gone down to almost nil because of the fact that every people have been trying to protect themselves from the coronavirus in general. And that's kind of why in Asian cultures that they keep face coverings on at all times, almost at all times, especially in big groups. And I don't mind being that guy that will always do that. Not for like forever, not not always, always, but like for the most part, if we're at any big um, gathering, I'm probably going to be wearing a mask and I really don't care if anybody's looking at me. Uh, I'll probably wear my AirPods so I can't hear what they're saying anyways. But um, yeah, so if we're watching movies, if we're going to any kind of, you know, stadium, if we do, I never, I'm probably not going to go to Disneyland for a few years. But if I do, probably wear a master too. Just because. Like if you you were to go to Dodger Stadium, if you were to watch Dodger game. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And especially a Laker game because that's indoors. That's true too. At least Dodger Stadium is outdoor, right? I think I'm with Harold. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say 100 percent that, um, you know, like if I'm at the at a park or something like, like I'm walking my dog or something. I don't know if I'm like at least for the next couple of weeks, uh, next couple of months um, until I, I don't know what the date is until the number of coronavirus numbers go get to the point where it's not even an issue. Um, I know for a fact that I'm still going to be really vigilant with my face mask and face covering. But once I have my, once I have my, both my shots and once everything starts normalizing at the very least, 
I know for a fact that, um, like Harold said, um, any movie theaters, at least uh, for the next year or so, um, I'm going to be wearing um, uh, masks, Disneyland, uh, airports, anything, any big gatherings yeah. like that. Um, and also, to be honest with you, as a teacher, um, I mm, yeah. honestly don't know if I'm like, I'm, I'm, I speak loud enough. Um, and I enunciate loud enough that I can still teach with my mask on. I know for a fact. Um, and so, especially uh, since students are dirty, dirty people, um, dude, you know, the one thing that I don't miss yeah. is the, uh, one thing I don't miss is a flu season and I'd be sitting in a classroom and at least a third of them are like, oh, oh. <laughs> gross, dude. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And, and I tell them go home, and they're like, "My my mom, my mom, my mom doesn't doesn't want me to go go home." And I'm like, "You're dying here. You're you're spreading the." I know. Okay, okay, Mister. Like so, o- over the weekend, my cousin uh, had their baby shower. Um, I think I I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys, but my cousin who uh, never said he was going to have kids, his wife was like. Uh, I'm pregnant. So he's like older. He, he and he is super excited because he's going to be one of those older dads. But we're, they were like, OK, the fact that he's having a child, we have to have a baby shower for him. And we're like, OK, fine. You know, we've done the drive by thing, drive through thing. Tons of times we're all used to it. We get there. It's outside. So, you know, we're fine. And I'm talking to my cousins, you know, in a decent distance. And we're literally like looking at each other going you're fully vaccinated right and they're like yeah we're nurses we've had our shots and i was like still wearing a mask and they're like yeah because not everybody's vaccinated and i was like all right cool and they were like yeah we've seen the things where it says it's okay like the cdc says it's fine to do um gatherings indoors like without face masks if everybody's fully vaccinated yeah yeah but at the same time we're still like hey man just in case it might be the 1%, but that 1% is not worth it for a lot of people. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. Most people forget, uh, like um, I, I, I have a coworker who kind of like what you're talking about, Harold, where um, they got their second shot already um, because they're a little older and they're like partying right now. And uh, the, like, without the mask and like, they, they honestly think, at least in my opinion, I, I don't, I think, they believe that once they have the vaccine, they're not going to get sick anymore. It's like, that's not how it works. You could still no. get sick. You know, it might be still, it might not be as extreme. It might not be as, as potent as before. You're still going to get sick. And studies still say that even those people that get sick a little still has a lot of um, like uh, long lasting effects that, 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 that linger. So I'm like, heck no, I'm not going to risk that crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, well, that's a uh, good retrospective, dudes. Um, it's been a year. Um, uh, cautiously optimistic. I think I'm going to, I'm going to grind that, that phrase to the ground, but yeah, we're hoping for the best. I mean, prepare for the worst, you know, hope for the best kind of thing, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, re- like really quickly, just want to say, I, to everybody listening or to our friends and whatnot if you guys invite me to anything within the next few months please do not be offended if i'm still wearing a mask i'm sorry i know that i'm technically safe and everything but i'm not doing it for me i'm doing it for everybody else so yeah and yeah. just just for the record he's talking about coronavirus nothing else when he's talking about being <laughs> yeah, safe. well that that too yeah because uh, just coronavirus 
Yeah, yeah. The other thing, I can cover it up so much, but yeah, he, he does cover it up though. But you know, yeah. At a certain Everything point, getting, you're getting older. Point, even, even, even horses, you know, can't fit. Wait, well, what, yeah. what, what? <laughs> the feedback, the feedback. We're talking about the feedback, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, just in case anybody, like, say we decide to do like some kind of WrestleMania party, um, yeah. Sorry, mask it up. Gotcha. You can uh, you can call dibs on that corner of the house and just be <laughs> to be there by yourself, or I'll just watch uh, it at home by myself. I'm fine. There you go, always good. All right, uh, good talk, guys. Good, good retrospective. Hopefully, we don't have to have another a, a two year anniversary retrospective. You know, next March, and we can move on from there. All right, so uh, well, I guess we can kind of segue from there. Is that cool, Dan? Yeah. Uh, speaking of moving on, um, you know, we got two uh, reviews uh, we wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, we have the sequel to a 30 year old comedy and the finale of one of the best or, you know, at least uh, most watched uh, TV shows in recent history. So uh, which one did you guys want to talk about first coming to America or the or, or WandaVision? Um, I, I say we go WandaVision first. Um, okay get it out of the way um it's the one we've been covering um a, a lot um and then uh, we can spend a little bit more time with uh coming to america afterwards sounds good to me so yeah i think you're right uh, we have been going over a lot of the wandavision piecemeal like every so often we cover the first few episodes i think we did our first impressions of the first two episodes and then halfway through we talked about uh you know what we thought of um the episodes up until episode five or six, I believe. So yeah, let's talk about the last few episodes in the finale, or maybe even overall, let's talk about like our impressions of this first Marvel series on Disney plus. Um, so let's, um, how, how did you guys want to talk about this? I'm sorry. Do you want to just talk, tackle the finale or talk about the whole thing? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the finale, at least okay. the, um, you know, the finale for me, like, or, or I actually, I can, we can do both um overall i thought it was a successful series um yeah. I, I i the style of it um i i know there were a lot of people and um i know harold uh, was one of them that 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 didn't like i i don't and i'm not i'm harold can um can say no later on but um some some people felt that the, that disney didn't need to do the two um, the two, the first two episodes where uh, they really didn't tackle, they didn't really touch um, the bigger story. Um, and I personally liked it in that way, but definitely the, 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 the series itself did get its footing and did get its, um, its uh, the greatness that it has once we started in introducing the modern world, what's actually happening. Uh, the one thing that I do, I have to say about the finale though, is um, I think it's, it's one of those situations where um, they, they over promised. And I don't honestly don't know if they were able to deliver enough um to satisfy to satisfy me i liked what they i, I like what they got you know i like i like what i got but there were so many things that maybe because it seemed like and i don't know if it was intentional or not but it seemed like a wandavision really was trying to do what what we were talking about where it's like um uh, uh, water cooler talk you know getting everybody to start um coming and, and coming up with like theories and everything and i think the fact that our theories and fanboy theories were sometimes better 
and and more and more uh, complex than what we got. I think that was the disappointing thing uh, of it. Um, I think there were parts of it that they could have done better. Um, you know, definitely uh, Monica Rambo's uh, 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 character. Could, uh, I think was kind of shortchanged. Um, she seemed like uh, such a big deal. And then all of a sudden, the only thing she really did was kind of like, you know, stand in support of Wanda, Wanda and kind of like give a, giving her a thumbs up at the end of the, the whole thing. Um, but um, I liked it, but I think they weren't able to deliver what they were hoping for. Good review. Good review. How about you, H? Um, I'm... Like like Dennis mentioned earlier, I, I was one of the detractors of the original opening two episodes on its own. But as a complete series, as as it's take, it's a series. It's not even a season. It was a complete series that they were able to accomplish in eight episodes. Um, it makes the story a lot better because it com- it just uh, brings everything full circle. Um, with Dennis, I do agree that the Monica Rambo character was. Uh, it was so, it was so strong going in from like episode three, and you'd figure she would uh, have a bigger impact on the ending as a whole, and literally just was there to make one boner joke, and that's pretty much it. And that's the other thing too is um, they had the opportunity to do something really great with the stunt casting for the Quicksilver character, and instead it was kind of a throwaway thing. Which is, it's a little disappointing because like Lewis said, or Lewis had imagined is this should have been the catalyst to the MCU Fox movies crossovers. But instead it ended up just being, oh, we're just going to use the guy from the X-Men to make you all think that. And in actuality, he's just playing somebody else or he, he's a, a facade of somebody else. So, um and then the thing, remember where they were doing that whole, we mentioned it earlier, where there's going to be this big cameo that's going to be, uh, you know. Uh, so Luke the, Skywalker-esque. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. very Luke Skywalker-esque. And they were like, oh, it's going to be the Evan Peters thing, and that's what it was going to be. But it ended up being just Paul Bettany as the White Vision. And that's when Paul Bettany literally had to admit, like, oh, I was just joking to get people talking. And I'm like, dude, you didn't need... <laughs> You didn't need to do that. Everyone was talking about the thing anyways. So um, in terms of the interesting thing about this is it's literally, if you think about it, a almost five hour movie that progresses just a few characters. And it was like um, the advancement towards what the next phase of the Marvel Marvel, uh, Cinematic Universe is supposed to be. Um, So it gets everybody talking. It makes you more interested in both the Scarlet Witch character and the uh, new Vision character. And yeah, so you you kind of are looking forward to seeing what these guys have next. Because for me, the fact that these two had their own TV show, were the main characters of the TV show, means that kind of they're kind of the main two main characters for the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe phase, whatever. I think we're in phase four. So wow. yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That that for me means that um, besides Spider Man, um, Wanda's the new Tony Stark. She's the epicenter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. So I like that actually. That's a that's a good way of looking at it. It's like um, I think um, 
not that Dennis is uh, all of fandom and whatnot, but I think when things were pointing towards uh, Spider-Man or, you know, uh, Peter Parker being the new center of seeing that, seeing that he was Tony Stark's apprentice and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, I, I don't think maybe, maybe you're right. Like maybe she, Wanda should be the moving forward. I, I think it's twofold in the sense that, yeah, she's a great character, but like, let's not take away from the fact that, um, God, I, I can't remember the actress's name right now. Help me out here, H. Um, uh, the actress for uh, Wanda, um, Elizabeth oh, Olsen, uh, Mary Kate, and Ashley Olsen. I do. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth Olsen is such a great actress, and I think she is definitely like equipped to carry carry that burden because, like, yeah, she would be a great like catalyst for yeah whatever next phase of Avengers uh, is gonna be. She's like you know the the character for sure canonically. She's been an Avenger since like literally like Avengers four or five like she was one of the first bad guys that they fought and turned into a, a teammate and yeah it'd be interesting to see where should they take this character from uh, moving forward um in regards to the so yeah going back to the finale um i thought it was great i thought it was a really solid finale um i think it would be really interesting um we've talked about the pros and cons of like the netflix model of like drop every episode for everybody to binge from beginning to end versus this you know disney hulu model of like one episode a week or you know two or three episodes to start off and then and then uh, a weekly drop so it'd be really interesting because I, I i thought i just thought about it uh, listening to you guys is it would be interesting to watch it from beginning to end now that we have all episodes you know in one and like harold said maybe it is like basically a six hour movie or maybe it is just a series that's best served, you know, consuming it as it was supposed to be. Um, but yeah, the finale, I thought it was fine. Um, yeah. I, I think they did kind of, it was twofold that they put their foot in their, in their mouth a little bit when a yes, Paul Bettany and uh, you know, the interviewer, whomever said that there's going to be a huge cameo like Luke Skywalker and not to mention, yeah, dude, like all the great theories that went around online. Oh, it's Mephisto or the director of shield is actually Ultron in human form or da 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 da. Like, that was so exciting to read from week to week because thinking like, oh, I wonder what they're going to pull off. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, none of those emanated, none, none of that showed up. The director of S.W.O.R.D. was just a jerk, um, turns out. Uh, and yes, you know, the, the catalyst of this whole problem, or, you know, this whole episode was unfortunately, um, you know, the grief that Wanda was going through. And, you know, this is uh, tragic and uh, really heartbreaking in, in a lot of ways. So, yeah, um, I thought it was fine. Um, I don't know if we want, I don't know if I want to even revisit the whole Pietro stunt at this point, because as soon as it happened, when they said, uh, your name's Ralph Boner, horror, horror. And I was like, oh, dude, this is another Trevor Slattery. This is from Iron Man 3 when like all the, all the, you yeah. know, all the commercials and the, and the posters were like, here's the Mandarin, the greatest enemy Iron Man ever had finally on the big screen. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to be like the big bad now after, you know, after uh, Loki and whatnot. I was like, nope, he was just a guy, har har. So I was like, oh, you're playing with my emotions, Marvel. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, the, I know I'm going to be jumping straight to the ending here, but the very last scene of the series gave me a very uh, end of Infinity War feeling. Where, you know, Wanda's out on the lake, she's relaxing, just drinking a cup of tea and whatnot. And I'll, in my head, right away, I went to, you know, Thanos just kicking it in the Philippines and looking at over all the caravel <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's at peace with, you know, and then whatever happens later and right away as soon as i saw that like the next transition i was like oh wanda's the next villain 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I think Wanda is going to be the next Thanos. So, I mean, it's just as usual where I've been theorizing and, uh, which to be honest with you, I was a little, uh, if, 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 if if that is the case and it seems like that's where it's pointing, I I'm kind of disappointed, um, because I, I don't know. Um, uh, it, it uh, it's it's already it it seems like marvel marvel has this tendency of making you know uh, you know making their powerful every single time there there becomes a powerful woman they, it has to be a bad person you know they did it yeah. with jean gray already um and, and it just seems like that's their that's their mo you you know you have you know you're the bad guys are either going to be aliens um or anything like that or a woman you know, so so I when I when I saw the Agatha, uh, it was Agatha all along. I was like, oh sweet, awesome, that's a great idea. Here you have um, here you have um, Wanda, and she's going to be the the person that saves everything. So I'm hoping that that's not going to be the case where she's the, where I I don't want her to be the next. Um, you know the next um, uh, uh, you know Ultron or the next Thanos uh, or whatever it is. Um, I'm hoping that they have a, something a little bit more creative than that because man, it would be a little disappointing on my in my part to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, on the topic of Wanda becoming a, the next big villain, I, I think you know Marvel's been really good about making empathetic villains like you know magneto not exactly clear-cut you know bad guy uh loki issues you know ultron ultron had a point uh, he, he goes online he goes on the internet for like five minutes and decides yeah humans are jerks they all gotta go so i get that um so if if, if the course is that yeah maybe wanda is going to be the next bad guy yes i uh, maybe they're planning the seeds for that but kind of like what dennis was saying like this whole like wandavision if you you know the more i thought about it it's like it was a retrospect, uh, retroactive like origin story. Like we got, we got mm-hmm. Captain America: First Avenger, basically three movies after she debuted. So you know, this is her origin story. This is her tragic origin of like how she became who she is and why she's such a you know the, the character that she is. Um, so it, it is a great origin story, and yeah, it, it is optimistically. There's lots of ways they can go with Wanda herself. Not to mention Vision. I mean, it's very interesting that you know they resurrected him basically uh, after a fun little philosophical exercise in, in the show that even made my 12 year old go like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Actually, interesting fact. I, I I would love for you guys to ask like relatives and whatnot. So you know, my wonderful wife is in the medical field, and we watch that so- scene or I explain that scene to her, and she's like. Well, no, the body's dead, so he's dead. I'm like, well, that's why you're, you know, you have to be kind of cold if you're in the medical field. Like, that is dead, you know, whatever. <laughs> White vision's not the new vision. Vision died. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, but you're supposed to think about it more. It's like, no, dead's dead. It's like, oh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good finale. I, I'm looking forward to how they're gonna like reintegrate this new, colder, maybe a little more mechanical and less emotional uh, vision. Um, it's funny because Paul Bettany, I guess, in the few that in the few lines that he spoke as this new version of Vision, is like, you know, he lost his English accent. I guess it went the same way. It's the same. It went to the same place that Wanda Sokovian accent went to as well. And, and now he's like, he's all, you know, Terminator all now. So yeah. Fun. Let, let's see where it goes. And it, it, as a whole, I, I think kind of like the first season of Mandalorian, I think this uh, WandaVision was a really good first step 
for the you know streaming version of the MCU. You know, this is uh, this could have gone bad many ways. Like yeah. maybe you know, but so it's really great that you know the the streaming version at least of the MCU is in good shape at least for the first nine seasons. Uh, soon enough, shoot, like a week from tomorrow, we're gonna get freaking Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So before we get to even uh, process WandaVision, we're already going to get more goodness in just a few days. So I'm excited for that. Hooray for more content. Yeah. Um, last thing, though, um, uh, uh, Harold kind of, I think it was Harold pointed out that it, you know, it was a story of grief. It's a story of depression. It's a story of this thing. I'm hoping that the MCU, considering how um, um, the way society is talking about and dealing with depression now, I'm hoping that they can find like a bright, a brighter yeah. ending for for because that's what that's what I thought the whole it, it was supposed to be. It was her accepting the loss. It was her being able to, and so that's why when I saw, as Harold said, when I saw that she was sitting there sipping a cup of tea, trying to cope with it, I was like, okay, there's at least that hope. And then they're like, nope, suckers, she's going to be the big bad. So I don't know, we'll see. But um, uh, before we go to Coming in America, um, be honest with me, um, are you guys actually excited for the Winter Soldier and 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 Bucky? Or whatever it's called, uh, he's <laughs> Bucky and himself. <laughs> Another forty-eight hours in the in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. Um. Yeah. Kind of like uh, I I liked WandaVision because it, it was a thought experiment. It was a, a, a origin story. It dealt with a lot of grief and depression, like you're talking about. And part of me feels like Winter Soldier is gonna, or Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be a lot more of the straightforward punch him, kick him kind of uh, MCU action that we, you know, a, a lot of the critics for WandaVision are looking forward to. But no, just saying that, I I bet you, or not, I bet you, but it would be hilarious if they flip the switch and it turns into like a freaking, you know, nine episode espionage uh, uh, show with like five minutes of actual punching and and shield throwing, and like all of the action has already been on the trailers. <laughs> if they if they can work this show into somehow being similar to how uh, the Winter Soldier was, the, like like Captain American Winter Soldier, yeah. mm-hmm. where it is like kind of like Alias or any of those spy shows that Dennis loves, um, I will be uh, heavily into it because if you combine, like, like I say, Winter Soldier is still one of my favorite Marvel movies, probably one of my favorite movies of all time, um, but you combine the action and that kind of uh, drama, the espionage kind of uh, take on it, I, I would be... Um, I'd like to see where this goes because as of now, it's it's like it feels like an obligation to watch it. As of now, completely yeah. now, saying because of the fact that WandaVision ended up being as good as it did, um, I don't think it's going to be like Lewis mentioned, water cooler worthy, um, like everything else. Because the fun thing about WandaVision was like it, it's so confusing as to what right. is, exactly is going on, and you, you you're very intrigued on what's going to happen in the next one and it might be the same thing but it doesn't have that kind of pull quite yet so we'll see how the first couple episodes go um yeah i'll 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 watch it it might be one of those if if it has action scenes or if it kind of goes along the same lines of the mandalorian even then even like even better um i agree like uh, i I try to remember now i want to say 
you know, I, I want to say that um, I, I knew that um, WandaVision was going to be really good. Um, but I, I have to tell you, I was actually really interested in seeing WandaVision. Um, and this one, I, especially when Lewis pointed out, oh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be happening in, in next week. I not I I'm not like excited excited about it yet. So I'm I'm hoping it's going to be better than what I, I think it is, but we'll see. Yeah, um, I think my favorite part about the show coming up in a week, and this will be my last thing, is um, um, she's like five feet away from me, so I can throw her under the bus. But how unbelievably hyped my wife is for even the hint of Chris Evans showing up in the show. But it's what's his name instead? It's a uh, what's his name? The guy oh, from it- Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, it's um, it's U.S. agent or whatever. Yeah, the U.S. Uh, agent. I, I for, forgot his name. But yeah, he's, so, he's, the, he's the son of one of those guys. Yeah. So, so yeah, my wife's gonna get Kirkland Brand Captain America for for a little bit. Oh, I gotta and look just, it up real quick. <laughs> but um, it's funny too, being in you know being in an internet society and whatnot, and raising two fanboys. Uh, one of them brought up the fact that you know, mom, um, I think you know Captain America dies, and she almost like kicked him out the house. It's like, no, he's not. He is not. Stop saying that. He is alive and happy. (laughs) And it was like, "Mm, we'll see you after the first two episodes, babe. (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's son. Oh, Kurt Russell's son will be playing uh, um, US agent. Oh, that'd be interesting. A little uh, family business there, you know. Ego's uh, other son, I guess, will be in the in the MCU now too. There All right. Go. Well, yeah, that's my last thought about that. So, yeah, looking forward to it. We'll see how it is in a week. All right. So, for the last review of the day, we are going to talk about one of the. I mean, I guess it's a sequel, thirty years in the making. I don't know how. I, I think there was a point where it was much anticipated. People wanted to see more of, you know, the the adventures of Prince Akim uh, coming to to. America again back, yeah. So yeah, uh, I think everybody had a chance to watch it streaming on Amazon Prime. Is one of the fir- you know one of the big Amazon Prime uh, movies that I guess they produced in house. Uh, one of the few movies made in you know the, the age of COVID, like we mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show. So yeah, guys, what did you think about coming to America? How do, um, I'm sorry, real quick. How do I say? Is it coming to America or coming to America too? How are we doing this? <laughs> no, you got to say the Spanish version. Coming dos Estados Unidos. I don't know. I did I took French in high school, man. I don't know. So how do you say it in, in French? I don't know either, man. <laughs> At least you were able to say Estados Unidos. I, yeah. I, I have that. They didn't teach you how to say United States in uh French? No, dude. I just, oh, I know how you say it. I'm United thinking. States. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> racist. Um, <laughs> um, for me, dude. Uh, so when I saw the movie, I actually it's been years. Uh, to be honest, like it's been years since I saw the original. So Amazon, uh, conveniently enough, of course, had both the original 1984 or 87 movie, 87 movie. Thank you, uh, 87 movie, and of, of course, a new version online. So that uh, last Friday, mm-hmm. you know, my my wife and I, my spouse, or and my 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 son actually watched both back to back, and um, I think it might have hurt the second movie a little bit because I think uh, I don't know then if you noticed, but uh, this new movie was a PG thirteen, 
as opposed to the uh, rated R that the original was. And not that like, you know, cursing and the vulgarity was what made the first movie funnier, but I thought, I think that's, I, I guess it was more of a reflection of what like, you know, Eddie Murphy was at the time versus what Eddie Murphy is today, who is literally in a movie with his own daughter. Like one of the daughters was actually his own. So I get the change in tone and whatnot, but like, I, I think that's what made the first one so memorable. Like, like you actually then um, it's been years since I saw it. So like, I, I, of course, you know, some of the, uh, the classic anecdotes and the jokes that you still repeat uh, in the playground whenever you, you heard it, but like, you know, watching, rewatching it again, like the first movie had a lot of heart and besides the humor, obviously it had a lot of heart of, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what, what's the, what's the trope fish out of water trope. You know, you, you got this Zamunda in, uh, in New York and Queens, uh, who's just trying to find his way and trying to find his queen. Um, and this, and this next time around, yes, we, we see a more mature Prince or King Akeem. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if the, the jokes quite landed with me the way that the original ones did. And again, maybe it's just a matter of perspective, like 87, I was still, eight years old and i still remember watching it a, a bootleg vhs not even vhs beta, beta max in the philippines from a neighbor's house um and thinking how like uh, am i supposed to watch this because there's uh, there's nudity and <laughs> so i was like i didn't know if that, you know that that added to the mystique of it like yeah so uh i thought it was a good movie not as good as and uh, i don't think it was as strong as the first but it was still a perfectly good funny little movie um, as someone who considers Coming to America one of the funniest movies he's ever seen in his life, um, and I'm not one of the, I'm kind of the opposite of, uh, as usual, I'm the opposite of these guys where I watch it annually. So, you know, <laughs> literally, as, anytime it's on TV, I'm watching it. Anytime it's back on a streaming service, I'm watching it. Um, just, it, it was one of those movies when I was a kid, my uncle had it on Laserdisc, so we watched it all the time, mainly because, you know, the royal something is clean, sir, you know, that kind of deal. <laughs> um, and, yeah, literally a movie I grew up with and uh, a big part of my childhood, as strange as it is. And, like, uh, we think we mentioned before, Dennis and I did go to the McDowell's pop-up a few years back oh, for I Halloween. Uh, it was one of the greatest moments of my life just because of the fact that, you know, when you get to relive – um, everything that you know you grew up watching it's it's just kind of fun um, and uh, surprisingly I, even though a lot of people have bad mouth the movie I like Dennis I enjoyed it um, mainly I enjoyed it only because I've seen the first one so many times um, if you had never seen the first one there's no point of ever watching the second one because the jokes won't mm. be as funny any of the references will never be as good um, but for the parameters of making itself a PG-13 movie, which right away, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I have no idea how they're going to pull this off, but, um, they did. And it was, it's, it's fun in a, um, continuation. Like, like I know Dennis is one of Dennis's favorite things is, uh, once a movie is over, he does like seeing what happens to the characters after the movie is over. And this is kind of a fun thing where it's like, yeah, um, uh, obviously, Akeem is still royalty and whatnot. But no. and this is kind of the thing is for a sec for uh, they had the opportunity to show um, Lisa. They could have shown how Lisa has adapted to moving from America over to uh, Zamunda. Um, they obviously didn't have the time to do that because their focus was more on uh 
the uh, on Akim's son, and so it's it was fun because there's a lot of characters that I do appreciate, like a lot of actors, mainly being Tracy Morgan and um, Leslie Jones, because those are they're both hilarious. They're both on SNL and whatnot. But um, and then having to see Wesley Snipes go back to comedy, yes, and, you know, actually having seeing himself. Uh, not being in prison for tax evasion, what kind of, thing. <laughs> and uh, but in a character who he's actually enjoying himself, that's always nice because you always get those white men can't jump kind of vibes from him. Um, and then, but overall, it was like it's fun. The cameos I thought were some of the best cameos that they've done in a while. Uh, Morgan Freeman was my second favorite cameo, uh, but obviously the very best cameo was Dikembe Mutombo because <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally said excuse me but he said he said excuse me but he goes no 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 and i was like come on i was like who whoever got paid to think of that moment right there that guy deserved a raise um and then it's, it's here's the here's the funny part of it I, for a second i was like oh man that's kind of, that's a little racist oh no wait it is the kimbo <laughs> i thought it was just some random guy it was just somebody saying the kimbo i was like oh well why bring that oh wait oh wait, wait a second <laughs> and i, I kind of I, I did appreciate the uh, um them going into the new characters like you know uh uh, Lavelle and I can't remember the daughter's names but um, yeah it was one of those things where it's like you you do feel for the princesses at the time because you're like man they're literally getting stepped over just because of the fact that they are not male yeah and, um, the progressive part of that story was it's kind of nice seeing um, it's literally like a whole movie of just a bunch of lessons like you know um learning to adapt and um becoming more accepting of what uh people's not so much what their destinies and fates are supposed to be but what they want to make with them so um i appreciated it i liked uh seeing arsenio hall back on screen for the first time in a long time absolutely and overall not it wasn't the best but there were a lot of moments that just made me like chuckle and laugh and made me enjoy it so yeah um what do you call this a couple of things one is i wish there was more um arsene hall because every single time he 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 had a scene there um i thought it was hilarious um and and the other thing is i really think lewis was saying that pg-13 kind of hurt it for him i think it made it better just because they were able to focus they're actually able to focus on the actual storyline and not just do like jokes um, everywhere. Like the fact that you were able to get two uh, multiple storylines going, Lavelle's story, the daughter's storyline, and it actually made sense in the end where it wasn't just, it it just wasn't, oh, you know, everything's gonna be okay. The fact that everybody was able to earn what they wanted and at the same time, earn it in an honest and sincere way. I thought that's what that's what made it a great movie. Um, I agree with Harold. Is it the best uh, movie? Is it better than Coming in America? I don't think so. Um, I th- I still think the original was was a lot better. But considering that, as Lewis said, it was thirty years ago. That I think it was thirty years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thirty years since then. Um, 
you know, we've had movies try to do what what Coming to America do, and um, they were not able to do it as successfully. I mean, yeah. the, the only other only other um, a remake um, of an African king and a prince, um, you know, Harold. The the last time they the remake, Harold hated it. So, yeah, we, they didn't we, like it. No. Also, same character, same guy was the king in that movie as well, and he didn't. He went out a lot better in coming to America, coming to America than he did in the previous two movies, because he didn't get you know betrayed by his uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out better for him. Um, yeah, yeah uh, you know, that, yeah, actually, that scene was actually pretty damn good, by the way. Which one? Which one? The, the funeral the, scene. The funeral scene. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think that was like one of the, yeah, besides obviously the great cameo and freaking nobody celebrated. Nobody had sex for days. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that's great. Thank you, Morgan. Also, yeah, I thought I mean, that, that, that okay. whole thing was it was cameo upon cameo, dude. Yeah. yeah. This is the, unf- <laughs> the unfortunate thing about this is like when they said in vogue, I was like, "Oh, the original in vogue." And it was like Half of the original in Vogue, <laughs> plus the girl from the Mickey Mouse Club that joined. I don't know why I know these things. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the new in Vogue. And then they were like salt and pepper. And I was like, oh man, pepper looks great. And there's salt. <laughs> <laughs> At least you show us to decide. <laughs> yeah, they're both decided. And I was like, <laughs> but they got to do the, one of the greatest songs of all time. They got to do What a Man or, or What a King. Yeah. So, that's true. They 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 got their uh, they got their paycheck. Amazon like opened up their wallets for that just like for that five like, minutes, dude. <laughs> yeah, that like that. If it, if the movie was just that, that's freaking two thumbs up all the way. <laughs> just like just King a, Joffrey's, like yeah, a celebration of King Joffrey. <laughs> okay, a real quick, real quick question on it, and it's a little bit aside also. Which is which remake is better? Uh, what a king! What a king! Or um, a scoop, there it is. Um, <laughs> in that commercial? <laughs> what a king might if, have hit a little <laughs> well if for me, scoop, dude. If scoop, there it is, was actually smarter, and then it said, whoop, chocolata, chocolata, <laughs> instead of going shakalaka, shakalaka. But if they had gone full on, that's a win. <laughs> if yeah. we're saying who looks better after all these years tag team or salt and pepper and in vogue <laughs> then the ladies win that one yeah, yeah yeah gladys I, knight I, looks better than tag team does so dude yeah i was surprised they got gladys knight she looks great like again look, Lord. I, I think the moment you 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 uh lower yourself down and do masked singer i think you, you do it true <laughs> That's right. And she, she was there, the, and she and she did the anthem at the All Star game too, right? <laughs> well, did she really? Okay, I, she she had a busy week that week, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so so one of the parts. I mean, I I don't mean to sound like the negative guy here, so I, I want to talk about some of the great parts. But yeah, uh, besides uh, what you guys talked about already, I think a lot of the cameos. If you were a fan of the first, or you know, like I like I said, how I did it, I I saw the first one before this one. Seeing everybody back. 30 years later it's just such a great you know it, it was such great, it was really nice to see because you know I, I think we've seen it in plenty of sequels where they will just unfortunately kind of 
brush one of the original parts out, uh, you know, under the rug, like freaking uh, Will Smith. Where was he in, you know, in the Independence Day sequel, um, you know, a, a, amongst other things. So, you know, it's great to see everybody, Lisa, you know, uh, the, uh, the original McDowell's and everybody uh, being there. And like Harold said, um, seeing our senior hall, like I'm honestly surprised sometimes that he's not working as much as he is, or maybe he's just, maybe the royalties from their senior hall show is just enough to, to pay off his, his his house or whatnot but dude's still great like he's funny like he's you know even under the, uh, under all the makeup and you know the, the classic barbershop scenes he's like they're funny so i don't know maybe you know maybe he's got a little uh dave Chappelle like i'm only gonna work you know x amount of days a month or a year and that's it kind of thing going on but yeah props to him for 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 working or for doing a great movie um and yeah, and, and the, the casting is pretty solid too. I really liked uh, who they put in a lot of those roles. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, like I think one of the daughters, I don't remember if it was um, the eldest, the, the one who wanted to become queen was uh, Eddie Murphy's daughter herself. The middle but- child. The middle child. Okay, the middle child, the middle was, child Eddie was Eddie Murphy's. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Thank you. So, yeah, so, I mean, it was definitely for a different demographic. And it's actually kind of funny, too. Like I said, I watched it with my wife and our son. And, you know, it's kind of a weird generational story, too, because, like, yeah, my wife and I, you know, not together, but, you know, back in the, back then, we saw the original movie separately, you know, back then. And then we saw it, this one, you know, 30 years later with our son. So I was like, okay, this is kind of nice. It's kind of fun to see. And I, I can see them justifying the PG-13 as opposed to the full-on uh, rated R, uh, you know, version that it could have been. And yeah, it, it just kind of shows like the kind of growth, I guess, that Eddie Murphy has had in the last few decades, in the last few years from, you know, Daddy Daycare and all those other, you know, more family fair kind of fun uh, movies instead of, uh, uh, yeah, instead of the coming to America that we had in back in 87. Um, yeah, so that, that's, yeah, well, go ahead. Hey, sorry, my bad. No, did you, I mean, this is an aside really before we do our final reviews is um, there was a, there was a discussion on uh, Twitter regarding Eddie Murphy. And the discussion was who had a, who's had a better movie career, Eddie Murphy or Kevin Hart. Ooh, a better movie career. Yeah. I would, I would say Eddie Murphy just cause I think his highest high, like, yeah. On average, like homies had like a lot of misses and forgettable roles, but I think Eddie Murphy's Eddie Eddie Murphy's highest highs are better and much more like you know uh, uh, you know culturally changing than any of Kevin Hart's movies. Because test me right now, I cannot tell you one or two Kevin Hart movies that did not have the Rock in it. You know, you're, it's funny. You're right. I was gonna say Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CIA, Central Intelligence. Like, nope, nope. Both of them with the Rock. Never mind. Those are Rock movies. Or, or Ken Jong or Ice Cube. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, mm. in in other words, give me a movie where Kevin Hart carries the movie, and you cannot yeah. do the movie. Yeah, and like, yeah. So yeah, maybe. But give me a movie where Eddie Murphy carries the movie, and you can name like a billion, not a billion. At least, well, a, yeah, at least two or three. At least so, yeah. Have, uh, are you serious? Well, I, I'm Beverly Hills Cop. 
I know that's true. The, the, I was going to say Nutty Professor. I hate you. <laughs> nutty <laughs> Professor. Like, I like Nutty Professor. So that was. I love the Nutty Professor. Okay, good. Okay, I like good. the fact that you went with Nutty Professor. <laughs> I know. I thought you were going to go with like some obscure like eighties. Oh, Delirious was the best. Like Nutty Professor was funny. Did <laughs> <laughs> so, that movie? Anytime that movie's on TV, I still have to watch that movie too because for some reason, it always gets me. Dude. It's so stupid. Man. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's my call. I think Eddie Murphy had a better career movie-wise, at least for sure. Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> oh, oh, was I supposed to say something there? No, you already. I think you already said your piece. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you could say was Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a huge Eddie Murphy fan, um, but I, I do like him. Like, I'm not or, sorry, not Eddie Murphy. Um. um the other guy, the, the the short guy, Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Kevin Hart. I'm um, I'm not a huge uh, Kevin Hart uh, fan, um, but I think Kevin Hart, his talent is the bumbling idiot that uh, th- th- that just kind of like uh, reacts to everybody else. That that's his shtick. You know, you, yeah. you, you, he doesn't have he doesn't have like a um, uh, a leading man type of uh, uh, personality persona. So. Uh, Definitely um, Eddie Murphy. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I, I got to look up this uh, this Twitter conversation, I guess, because I, I can, I can, I'm trying to struggle, but, you know, trying to justify the other way around. But, you know, there are fans, I guess, on both ends. I mean, Jumanji, fans would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, he's I, hilarious in Jumanji. My... <laughs> he was hilarious. But, but, but who's more hilarious in Jumanji, him or The Rock? That's Dude, true. I, I think the skinny kid in the beginning was actually funnier. Than, sorry. See, this is my thing. Is Okay, I, I know I've gotten into my diatribe about how much I don't like Kevin Hart, period. But in a movie where he's supposed to be the comic relief, he is the fourth funniest character in that movie. And Jack Black is probably second. I was going to say, which one was uh, Nick Jonas third? Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Nick Jonas was fifth. Yeah, he wasn't that barely, funny. barely. But you know, he was there. He was there. He All wasn't right. as funny as Colin Hanks, but you know, was he in there? Okay, never mind. Yeah, he's Nick Jonas, dude. I've seen yeah. a lot of Jumanji movies recently. Which, yeah. by the way, both movies really good, really solid, dude. I. Still got to watch the second one. I keep forgetting to. It's on my short list of movies I wanted it, to catch it's up on. But... I think I want to say it's on HBO. Oh, no, it's on Stars. Is it Stars? I will yeah. find that now. Thank you. Don't you have a free Stars account, Lou? I will after we get off the phone and uh, I ask Dennis for it. Thank you. Oh, wait. Is that part of the whole HBO pay? I don't even know what I pay, I pay for anymore. Do you okay, pay? I'll look it up. <laughs> I, I like the fact that you think I have stars, dude. Do I? I don't know anymore. Never mind. All right. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> okay. So overall thoughts on just, you know, closing thoughts on coming to America. Uh, I'll go. I liked it. Um, is, is it the best movie ever? No. But it had a lot of great moments, a lot of great personality, um, a, you know, some really um, a laugh out loud moments. Um, overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. 
Um, I, you know, I enjoyed it too. Like, uh, I, I think that's the consensus. Is not, I don't think anything's going to be as great as the original per se, but a really welcome follow up. The cast looks great. Um, definitely a great big old bite of nostalgia, seeing everybody back in their roles, even like all the little cameos and all the side tracks. Oh, speaking of which, any news on why, why did it, why didn't they invite Eric LaSalle back? H, since you're the, <laughs> did, uh, did he like slip on some soul glow and die and like us? Oh. <laughs> they didn't Did invite he... him or uh Patrice or the sister. Yeah, yeah, the sister. Maybe or maybe they ran off together. That's that's my head cannon. That, they... That's your head cannon. <laughs> that's my head but cannon. they invited back Garcel Bouvais yes! from the Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so he got to reprise her role as the flower leader yes. of the flower tossers that's right she got promoted oh. from uh just being one of the tossers to actually arranging the flowers in the second movie so good for you Garcelle Bouvet um, <laughs> she that... moved on to the salad tossing so <laughs> it is greens not salad <laughs> greens exactly by the way that scene was probably one of the most disturbing scenes in that movie oh when they uh... tried to do the whole <laughs> they did the yeah. scene again I know <laughs> I mean, I saw that. I could see that joke coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it was still pretty funny. <laughs> which, which one? Uh, Leslie Jones getting her. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. When, when the, the the dude like popped up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, 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 I knew it was coming. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Good for you, Leslie Jones. <laughs> you do you. You do you. You know, she probably earned it because poor girl. I feel bad because the, the joke at her expense was Eddie Murphy saying like, and a wild boar came into the room. I'm like, oh, dude, she's right there, man. <laughs> you say, come on, dude. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. So, yeah, uh, I think it's fine. It's a good two mo- uh, two hour movie to watch, especially if you're a fan of the original movie. Definitely worth watching if, if you're a fan. Yeah, it's it was it's fun. It's a good sequel. Uh, like Dennis said, not pro- not the funniest movie in the world, but it is pretty entertaining. So, yeah. um, especially if you're a fan. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for today. Is that right, Then Are we good with time? Or... Yeah, I think that's it. Um, unless right. we have anything else, uh, you know, uh, for the fans, thank you very much for uh, listening in. Um, as usual, if you want to take a listen to our old episodes, you can take a look at uh, it at twofanboys1casual.podbean.com for all the old oldies. All the old hits. And um, on Facebook, you can find us, Two Fanboys and A Filthy Casual, add or, you know, um, yeah, add our, our group page there, or I'm sorry, page. Um, and also look for us in the group section. You know, we have a very active bunch of like minded nerds, geeks, gamers, and dorks who love to talk about all the good stuff out there on the internet. Uh, we like to share um, whenever the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there and uh, all sorts of other stuff. And then on Twitter, Instagram, two fanboys, one casual. And as usual, anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, we are there as well. Okay, that's it for us today. Hopefully you guys enjoyed our episode. This is two fanboys and the filthy casual. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Stay safe. The moon forever. I was waiting for that too. (laughs) 